Welcome back, everybody, to Level Up Your Life podcast, where we discuss all things that help make your life easier. I'm Mentor Molly, here with Dr. Magdalena Battles, the Life Hack Mama, and Laura Lemonade. In this episode, we are doing part two of discussing hidden behaviors that destroy families. It's based on a book written by our very own Dr. Magdalena Battles. In this episode, we will not only discuss what these behaviors are and continue on with that, but we're going to dive into more ways that you can navigate difficult circumstances and feel empowered with the knowledge of how to best deal with some of the more extreme destructive behaviors. Ladies, thanks so much for joining. We've talked a lot in our last episode about things like forgiveness and criticism and just, you know, family. I want to continue that with gossip. Oh yeah, that's a big gossip, one. gossip, gossip. It's a big one, and it's something that really um, I love that you put this in the book, Magdalena. Because when I read that chapter, I'm like, yes, that's totally needed. It's so my family. Um, we have a, a particular individual in our family who likes to gossip about whoever is not the person there. Ah, yes. And so if you're not there, you're the one being gossiped on, um, and everyone else doesn't stop it. Oh, and it drives yes. me nuts. I've seen a lot of damage that's come from that. I've seen a lot of insecurities that's come from that. What has been your experience, Magdalena, with gossip in the family dynamic? Did your family gossip a lot growing up? Like, how did you come up with, like, this needs to be in the book? Yeah, um, it, it came about because um, I guess my parents were good examples of this. And so were my grandparents. They made it a policy of never to say anything negative about somebody um, ever, you know, I go to my grandparents' house and they had eight kids total and they would always just say positive things about everybody else in the family always. It's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. And and uh, we, they, we knew there were problems going on in the family that people had issues. Everybody does, everybody has family problems, right. but they chose to focus on the positive things and to make it a very positive environment. And what my mom did was she kind of took it to the next level. So if, if I were to call my mom right now and it would say, hey, mom, have you talked to my brother, Justin? Like, how is he? What's he up to? You know, I heard that he had a, a promotion at, uh, at his job and she would say, you know, yeah, he did. But you know what? You need to talk to him about that. You oh. need to have a relationship mm. with him and you need to call him yourself. She said, it's not my place to share his news. It's his mm. place. And so she might not even acknowledge the promotion. She might even just say, um, you need to talk to him. It's his news to share. That's a policy that she's always had. Um, you know, it's sort of a way to foster relationships between the siblings too. I grew up in a, a family with six kids. Um, and so it's not easy having relationships with all of them, you know, especially <laughs> right. when we all have our own yeah. kids and spouses. It's a lot of people, but in order to have relationships, it can't be just information being fed through mom and dad. Right. It needs to be a relationship with the individual straight from their mouth. Um, not from what comes from other people and what they're saying about that person. Cause that isn't a relationship. That. That's just, you know, gossip, you know, and I have mm -hmm. to say when you, what I like about what your mom did is like, even when it's positive news, right? Like, Oh, he got a promotion. I mean, that could lead into gossip. And so instead yes. of even acknowledging something that is a positive thing in someone's life, it's no call them congratulate them ask them <laughs> yeah exactly Let them share their news yeah, yeah i love it yes and that's uh, i hear that phrase from her all the time is you know they have news to share but it's their news so you need to talk to them 
So, you know, it's sort of like, oh, you're right. I need to call them. It's been a few weeks or a few months. I'm Mm -hmm. guilty of that too. But we need to pick up the phone or text, you know, stay in touch with our family members because if we want to have relationships, we need to pick up the phone and make the effort, you know, and the phone goes both ways. A lot of times we, we, you know, think, well, they haven't called me in, in weeks or months, you know, why haven't they called me? It goes both ways. <laughs> if we yeah, haven't called them, true. you know, you know, we, we're just as guilty. So we need to make sure oh, that absolutely. we're putting in the effort as well. And sometimes a real simple, you know, you don't have time for a full conversation. I know I've done this to you, Laura, before too. Oh yeah. Sometimes <laughs> it's just a phone call and you go, okay, I got five minutes. It's not a lot of time, but I want to hear your voice. How are you? Yes. (laughs) And you you talk really, really quickly and then you move on. Or sometimes it's just a text. Hey, I'm thinking about you. I hope you're having a wonderful day. And sometimes that's all you have time for. And it's not a substitution, but it's an okay addition. It is. It's great. And and I often do that with my siblings because I'll be on a, in the car, I often have the opportunity to talk when I'm in the car because my <laughs> kids aren't there. I you know, the errands and, and so that's my time when I can call people, but I'll say, you know, I'm picking up the kids in 30 minutes. So I have 30 minutes to talk until they get back into the car, Yeah, um, yep. you know, so that you're putting a, a time limit on it. So they know that you're making the effort, but that there are time constraints because we all have busy lives. And, yeah. and sometimes I have one sister that will always call and say, is now a good time to talk? Um, so she always prefaces her call with that, which is oh, very helpful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we should all do that when we call someone and say like, oh, um, do you have five minutes or however long you think it's going to take? And I really do try to stay within a boundary. It's really hard. <laughs> I do. It's I, hard. I laugh just because when like the three of us get on a phone call, it never hits the boundary because we're like, oh, but one other thing. Oh, yeah. but one other thing. Because we're always so excited to have those conversations. We're all such okay. great friends like that. But yeah. I, I agree. Um, so ladies, anytime I call either of you, just know that I'm, I'm prefacing with, do you have time? Are you okay? Yes. <laughs> and if not, just tell me to buzz off and I'll call later. Um, <laughs> and, and also, you know, by all means, I, I think we need to be more open as, as friends, as sisters, as um, family members that, you know what, we do have busy lives. So if they say, I got to go in five minutes, try to be respectful of that and yes. enjoy the fact that, you know what, they squeezed you into a really busy day because you were important. Yes. Oh yeah, I love that. I do have another thing. I was thinking about what you had talked about your family issue and people not Uh standing up for whoever's not there Mm -hmm. and who's being talked about. Um, We need to be the example. And a lot of my book goes into this is it starts with us. It starts with ourselves. We can't change the other people around us, but we can change our own behavior and we can be the model of change for the family. And often that's all it takes is one person standing up and saying, you know what? They're not here. I'm really not comfortable talking about them. It doesn't have to be like, you're gossiping. You shouldn't be doing that. You don't want to play the blame game. You want to be kind about it and just because a lot of times people don't even realize that's what they're doing yeah so you you true. just say you know I'm not comfortable talking about them yeah. since they're not here and and you know leave the room it it sets mm-hmm. an example that one you're not going to be a part of it but two you're really good standing up for not only the person that's being talked about but you they, they're going to know that you're going to do that for them as well you know yeah. if they're mm-hmm. not there and they're going to be talked about you're going to do the same thing so you're standing yeah. up for all of them that's yeah, true. Building and some it, trust there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they will kind of realize there's a boundary there. Oh, oh yeah. I need to stop, you know, or I, yeah. or I know I can't, I can't go to the, I can't go to Molly and say something because I know Molly will say, you know what? They're not here. 
And yes. so I'm just going to, I can't talk about it. And I think that's yes. a very a good thing. It makes them think twice about what they're going to be saying about the person since the person yeah. is there. It makes them aware that, you know, somebody's watching and listening and saying, hey, maybe this isn't okay. And sometimes that's right. all it takes is to change that pattern of behavior in the family. Absolutely. Yes. So, so far, I, I just have loved all the advice given. Um, Magdalena, in your book, you list a failure to accept differences as being a hidden behavior that can destroy family ties. Um, you also write about ways to transition the family to facilitate a positive family dynamic. Can you tell us a little bit about why you listed failure to accept a hidden behavior as a, as a hidden behavior, right? The failure oh, yeah, to accept. Yeah. yeah. So failure to accept differences and um, mm -hmm. it's, it's a way that walls go up in a family and judgments are cast. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, God tells us to love one another. He doesn't say you need to judge one another or, and he also doesn't say you love your family members um, as long as they're free of sin and <laughs> they do what you want them to do. No, yep. we're all sinners. We're all sinners. There's no ifs, so, ands, or buts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, it's yeah. just love one another, plain and simple. So it is not our job to judge others. So what that means is we need to accept the people where they're at. Um, and, and again, it's not putting yourself in situations if you if you have people with destructive behavior. It's not putting yourselves in situations where they're going to violate you, like steal from you or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. um, you set boundaries in place, but you can still have relationships. Yeah. You still can talk to them on the phone. You can still meet in public places, um, you know, for the holidays. Do what you can to foster mm -hmm. those relationships. But for differences, there are differences, uh, especially in our culture these days. You know, people have alternative lifestyles. Um, mm -hmm. And and lots of different religions going on. Even in my own family, um, I have a sister-in-law who's Buddhist, um, and and so we just love people where they're at. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that we're gonna I'm gonna practice her religion, but it it does mean that I'm gonna invite her into my home and love on her and give her the same gifts that you know the rest of the yeah. family gets, and we're all gonna celebrate together. I'm not gonna discriminate against her because of her religion, even though it's different than mine. And yep. the same goes for anything, you know, whether it's lifestyle or parenting choices, we need to be able to accept people where they're at and their decisions and just let them be them. It's yes. them. It's not you. So we need to yeah. start saying, you know what? It's them. That's their life. I don't, I, I don't have to control them. I don't have to judge them. It's not my job to change them. You know, mm -hmm. it's between them and God. So yeah. all I can do is love them. And what better way to bring somebody to, Christ and to show them the love of God mm -hmm. by showing love on this earth and just yes. loving them where they're at right now. Be an example. And it reminds me of how would I want to be treated? Yes. You know, yeah. If I'm going through a, a whatever, I want to be treated with dignity and respect. And, and, you know, just, I want people to know that I'm a good person and that no matter what my failures are, that, you know, sometimes I did made good choices. Sometimes I didn't make good choices, but overall, you know, I, I was a decent person that treated other people decently too. And I think that's what most people want. Yes. Yeah. That's the golden rule. Treat others mm -hmm. as you want to be treated. Yes. Absolutely. And it reminds me of a conversation I was having with my daughter. We went shopping this last weekend um, mm -hmm. and she asked, she goes, why do people with different colored skin, why do people not like them? And I said, I really can't answer why. Right. I mm -hmm. said, all I know is I want to be friends with people who are nice and people who treat me nicely too, 
Mm-hmm. I said, I don't care what color skin or what color hat they have or what color shoes they're wearing. It doesn't matter right. to me. It's yeah. how do they treat me that it makes more sense to me. Um, and kind of like the, the same thing. How are they treating you? Are they a good person? Are they a person that's a member of your family that needs that love and encouragement? Mm-hmm. Then give them the love and encouragement. The rest of the stuff, you know what? Maybe it's a phase. Maybe it's a boundary. Maybe it's a whatever. They still are worthy of love. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I know, especially with the alternative lifestyles, there's been a lot of um, judgment from Christians. Um, um, yeah. And and I'm not here to judge. Uh, it's not my job, uh, plain and That's simple. Right. You know, uh, so all I am called to do is to love them. So I don't yes. have to be the judge. That's God's job. So I, I don't care about anybody's lifestyle choices. If You know, that's that's between them and God. Again, it's my job is to love them. And yes. so God is going to look at my behavior and how I treat one another, treat others, because that is his greatest command, he said, of all. And he says that in Matthew, and it's to mm-hmm. um, uh, to love one another. It is his greatest command. Jesus said that. So, uh, I mean, it, it surpasses anything else. That means that that is above right. all is loving others. So That's right. that means not judging putting aside their differences, just love them where they're at. Oh yeah. I think even when it comes to like people's views, right. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I've had, I've had friends that have come up to me and said, how can you be friends with this, this person over here? Don't you know their political views or don't you know their views on this? And I'm like, why would, why would I, who am I? Right. (laughs) First of all, nobody (laughs) would think, Ever, the same exact way I do, or I'm right. not going to think. Oh, oh I hope things. not. Right, because that'd be boring. Us, it would. It, we're all beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it makes us beautiful, and I think like yes. realizing what makes somebody beautiful is differences, right? And learning mm-hmm. to just say, okay, I don't. Maybe I don't understand X, Y, Z about this person, alternative lifestyle, or political views, or mm-hmm. these things, right? Whatever these things are, I may not understand why they choose to live a certain way, see things a certain way, but that doesn't make them any less human. And yeah. I always uh, look at my husband when, you know, cause he loves to be watching the news or watching whatever. How can that person? And I look at them and say, you know what? I bet they love their kids just as much as we do. Yes. I bet, I bet they love and, their children the exact same way. Yeah. Um, and anyone who's ever faced any kind of discrimination, whether it's, it's major or minor, um, you know, I hope that they can, understand that somebody else didn't see things their way and that's why they're making those choices and discriminating Mm -hmm. you know and I think about this like we talked in the last episode that I'm one of the only females I'm one of the only females in leadership where I work and there can be some big challenges with that but had I come into that job with you know guns blazing and saying well how dare you because I am women and you must think like I do, (laughs) I would have not been able to change hearts or build those relationships and help Mm -hmm. them to see the advantages of having a woman in the, in the area. Um, There's great things that that I can provide. Like, you know what, one of their females is crying in the bathroom. I can at least go into that bathroom and see what's going on. They can't. Yeah, (laughs) For example, Um, (laughs) that's a minor thing. And I'm, I'm making a little fun here, but But yeah, it's true. We need to practice that acceptance we need to practice that other people are going to have other ideas and thoughts and that's some of the things that makes us wonderful but we're so 
quick to judge on that. And I think we need to practice some of those listening habits as well, Mm -hmm. because sometimes I've learned through listening that what I thought was a bias Mm -hmm. really is a misunderstanding. Yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. That's actually really good, Molly. (laughs) What was, what was a bias could be a misunderstanding. I just didn't know. Uh I just didn't know. Sometimes people that come in your, that that you work with, they, there's things that you don't know what you don't know. So they've never been told. How can they know to do something different if nobody's ever told them to do something different? Yeah. Wow. If their family said that women all suck, they now believe that women do until they meet me and they realize how fabulous I am. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, aside from the fun, let's talk about another chapter in your book, Magdalena. And we've touched on this a little bit. Boundaries. Boundaries are so good. And I want to focus on how do you tell us, like, how do you know when there's a when to set that boundary? Like, is there a cue? Is there something to look for? Is there a, what, what's that? Like, here's the line in the sand. I need to set a boundaries. And then how do you figure out how to set the boundary? That makes yeah. sense. I mean, it's nice to set the boundaries before the problems happen, but in most cases we don't know the problems are going to happen. And so we end up having to set boundaries because problems arise. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great to set you know, boundaries in advance, like I said, but a lot of times we don't even know that they're going to arise. But in some instances, for example, um, my mother-in-law, when um, I got married, she said, I will never stop over at your house uninvited. I will always call in advance and ask if it's Ooh. okay for me to come over. Wow. Um, and she was always good on her word. And she lived just one street over when we first got married for four years, we lived one street up from her. So she could literally walk to our house in, in like a minute and a half. Um, but she Beautiful. never once just popped over. She always called in advance. Um, and and that came about, and I would never would have thought of that though. It was because she had issues in previous, you know, uh, situations mm. because I was, I married her son, Justin, and he was the third child that had been married. So the other two had been married. They had had issues with other things that happened. And she found that she had to have some boundaries in place that she put on herself which is very mature and very wise to do. Um, And she did that to uh, establish those relations, those things up front in the relationship, which was beneficial to both of us. Um, So it really helped set off our uh, relationship in the right uh, manner. And in the same way, I never stopped over to her house unannounced either. I said, well, I'll do the same for you. Um, And that that respect and those boundaries should go both ways. But a lot of times we don't know about um, boundaries that should be put in place until something happens in life experience. Um, so we we set them um, when we need to. Now, there are some, the, some tips about get, uh, creating boundaries. So um, often what we need to do is give people a chance to change first, because there are some okay. times when... Um, it might be a one-off, you know, they're just having a bad day and we can't Mm -hmm. just automatically say, well, you screamed at me when we were, um, you know, uh, checking out at at the the checkout. Right. (laughs) And and you screamed at me one time. Now I'm never going to go shopping with you again because you screamed at me at the checkout. It's like, well, that was, you know, maybe a one-time thing. So you can't just say, I'm never going to go shopping with you again. Talk mm-hmm. about it and say, you know what? It made me really uncomfortable when you yelled at me in front of the cashier and, and that really stressed me out too. If we could 
work on that um, because I want to shop with you in the future. I just don't want to have that experience again. Um, then it gives them the opportunity to change. Yeah. And again, when you mm -hmm. talk to the person about the issue, talk to them in private, go to them one-on-one -on -one, um, so mm -hmm. that you, um, you know, aren't, they don't feel attacked. They don't feel like yeah. um, you're ganging up on them. Or that embarrassment factor too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, and then um, another thing is um, spouses. Okay. So when you have issues with um, your spouse's family, typically the, the um, wisest thing to do is to have each spouse handle their own family. Mm, so mm -hmm. um, um, if, if your uh, family is having, if, if you're having issues with your, um, your husband's parents, um, then he needs to go to them privately and talk about it. But you need to talk first with your spouse and, and you know, find out what the real issue is and if it's feasible for things to be changed and, and give them the chance to change first um, and, and be reasonable with expectations as well. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't say, um, uh, oh, I know sometimes we're just very unreasonable when it comes to in-law relationships. So we need right. to be reasonable and rational and, and give a lot of grace. I, I yes. just have to say with in-law relationships, we really do need to give a lot more grace and it goes both ways. Um, and, and I think that will help in the long run with, with creating healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think in-laws, specifically in-law relationships can be um, a touchy subject. I, I think it has to do with a, a dynamic of that's somebody's son or that's somebody's daughter. And then it's, yeah. it's hard, I think, for in-laws because they, they've known that person, the son or the daughter, their whole entire, you know, their whole life. Yeah, right. They gave birth to them. And so it's, a, and then it's weird having this dynamic where all of a sudden there's a marriage, you know, yes. and they're right. Cause that to, changes the dynamic. Yeah. And they have to navigate that. So I, I, I love how you say give grace because I feel like um, you know, I'm, I'm not a mother-in-law yet, but someday I, I know I will be. And mm -hmm. uh, I love how she set her own boundaries. Like your mother-in-law had said, I'm mm -hmm. going to do this yes. because that's beautiful. It is beautiful because I think it's hard to, to differentiate, um, between mm -hmm. daughter, like I have, I have daughters, right. All daughters. So it'd be hard for me to differentiate, differentiate between daughter and, oh, she's a wife now. Like, right. Like in my right. Family, that comes first, right. That, yes. that relationship. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You're, you're right. And so when, when, um, when your children get married someday, they are supposed to leave and cleave. That means leave their parents and cleave mm -hmm. to their spouse. That's biblical. So it means they need to put their spouse first now. Yeah. Um, once those marriage vows are exchanged, things change in an instant. Um, that is yeah. when, uh, you, the spouses put each other first and their, their own parents, their own siblings, those all um, take the second seat. They yeah. can no longer mm -hmm. be the first relationship. The first relationship is now spouse. And yeah, so that is um, so hard that change yes. because some of those relationships are, um, they need to rely on each other in a certain capacity. And now yeah. you're having to change that re relationship and that relying on and that understanding to everyone's got to grow and change. Yes. Um, but we don't, as a society, necessarily talk about the fact that those extensions need to grow and change. We just talk about the marriage unit. Okay, they got to figure out a way to make it work, not the marriage mm -hmm. unit plus the in-laws plus the in-law mm -hmm. siblings plus the, you know, everybody's yeah. got to work together. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in reality, we, we only focus on 
the man and wife typically right Mm -hmm. no wonder we have so many problems exactly (laughs) exactly i know you're exactly right so it it is it's a fluid um situation it is not Mm -hmm. always staying the same and it changes dramatically when a marriage occurs and so we all have to be flexible willing to give each other grace and be kind in, in these situations because there are bound to be issues that come up. It just is going to happen with it between in-laws, especially it's mm-hmm. so, know, just the way it goes. Looking at our clock, it's probably time for us to close this, this podcast section out. Magdalena, yeah. we have two topics or two sessions now on your book. If you had one tip, one takeaway that people took from this book, what would it be? Oh, okay. I guess, I, I guess what it goes back to is what I said a little earlier is it, it comes down to you making um, the difference in your family. You're not going to be able to change other people. So the strategies that I have in this book and the tips that I have, it starts with you. It's easy to look at the, the different things in the book and say, oh my gosh, goodness, this person needs to do this and this, this person needs to do that. Yeah, they probably do. <laughs> I agree. But we can't change them. What we can change is ourselves. So as you yes. read through the book, look for ways that you know maybe you can improve and help make your family better through your own behavior and being the example. Um, and some of the things are just so easy, like we talked about saying, you know, I'm not going to talk about that person while they're not here. I'm just going to go in the other room. And, and, you know, it, it, it takes a stand that really will create waves of difference of a positive uh, difference in your family. So you can be the positive change and the positive agent of change in your family and your entire extended family, just by small things like that, that you do consistently over time. So um, that is great. And well that. said, Thank you, Magdalena, for sharing so much through your book. I encourage everybody, if you haven't received a copy, and yes, I have five sitting on my nightstand right now as I look over. (laughs) Um, And that is because I have my autographed copy because we're good friends. And I have four other copies because I keep handing them out so much to people Uh that I know and love and I hear are are struggling. Um, This book has such great advice. I encourage everybody to go to the links, go to Amazon and look up Hidden Behaviors That Destroy Families by Dr. Magdalena Battles and get yourself a copy. I hope you gained as much value from this discussion as I have today. It's so good. If you have enjoyed our podcast, hit that subscribe button. We would greatly appreciate it. Also, follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We applied all those links right here in the description. You've been listening to Level Up Your Life. Thanks for joining. Keep your eyes up because that's where it all is.